Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Welcome back to Sky's the Limit, and thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. When we talk about 2024 trends, we often think exclusively of food or fashion, but what about fragrance? Fragrance is a part of every industry. Fragrances and perfumes, of course, but also personal care, air care, laundry and fabric care, industrial cleaning, and so much more. Today, I am joined by Fragrance Marketing Director at Sozio, Julie Movsesian, and we are going to learn all about the fragrance industry and the fragrance trend forecast for 2024, which I am very interested in. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Sky's the Limit. Julie, welcome. Hi, Sky. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, I just feel so honored that you would give us your time today because I know you have a lot going on in the fragrance industry. It is, it's a lot at all times. And especially with a new year, it's a new season of scents. It's a lot going on. So that's great. That is so true. Um, but I, I feel it's the case everywhere, right? Um, the world yeah. is evolving at such a fast path, I think. Probably every industry is impacted by that. Um, mm. But yeah, there is a lot going on in the fragrance industry. And it's always a pleasure to talk about that industry that I love, um, you know, with people who are interested in um, in that, that world. Um, there is a lot of things to say and a lot of different, you know, elements. But um, I'll do my best to answer questions and give you uh, insights of, of those new trends and those uh, fragrances. Amazing. Well, and I also think this conversation will probably be familiar of conversations that you have with your friends or people that approach you. And they're probably asking you these questions when you interact with people in your day-to-day -day life about your job. Because I think you have a cool job. It is. It, I, I, I'm very grateful for that. Um, it's funny you're, you're saying that. I think that the, the most um uh, the, the question i get most often is what do i smell like what do i wear yeah <laughs> it's like i need to know you know my nose is a detector i need to know what everyone is wearing that is that is not the case that's not my goal but um so it's always interesting and you know uh they're always asking me about oh have you have you smelled this new one and um some people are very um loyal to one scent some others like different scents and are always looking for recommendations so that that's very interesting and fragrance is very personal too so yes it really it says it's a psychological thing too of what you smell like has different subliminal meanings about what you attach to and i think also you know aligned with anybody who works in marketing in general there's so much psychology behind the work that we're doing and who we appeal to. So I think yours is just so specific to that, to that personal uh, appeal that you're talking about. Yeah, and there is also a lot of studies um, that are trying to understand like how fragrances are also impacting our emotions and our um, you know, state of mind and feelings. Um, so yeah, there is such an interesting world that is still uncovered let's say like not yeah. not not as known as you know the technical 
fragrance, like scented uh, molecules, like scented element of the fragrance. Uh, but there is a lot of other things that, you know, go with the fragrance. Wow. Okay. We might just have to ask about like, or you know what? So we don't forget about it. Do you know off the top of your head with the emotional response to sense anything that you can share with us on that? Because that's really intriguing. So one thing that is probably easy to understand is um, the sense of nostalgia. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think it relates to any, everyone. Um, you know, when you smell something and you have kind of a throwback somewhere, some places or with someone specific, and and that's one of the power of sense. Um, so it, yeah. it can trigger a specific emotion you you felt during that specific moment, um, and that's something that you know brands are are tapping into, uh, using that to drive consumers' purchases. You know, if if um you like a specific scent or you remember your grandmother baking this pie during that time of year and you have this new you know hand soap that's launching and carrying the same scent so uh, every time you're gonna use it you're gonna be back to that memory and um living that memory again yeah uh, so a lot of brands are using those um you know elements and power of fragrances um using different fragrance profiles and this uh, this um uh, notion of nostalgia is one of one of them that mm -hmm. brings you know a, a a feeling of um um comfort and reassurance yes. i would say um and and i'm sure you've seen it in and also in the food industry uh, mm -hmm. uh you know those two industries are, are very very close to each other um and a lot of inspirations can come from one industry to another um but yeah that's something that that's bringing this emotional element to the to to people it makes me think of just kind of the typical trope of if you're a real estate agent and you want to sell a house then you bake cookies or make it smell like chocolate chip cookies in the house because it makes people feel that nostalgic sense and feel comfort and warmth and all of that so that's the first thing that comes to mind. And I, it also made me think of, do you know the store Hollister? In, or, yeah, of course. Or even Abercrombie. Abercrombie, yeah. Yes, and they would <laughs> douse their clothes in a really strong cologne. And whenever I smell that cologne now, or just a really strong scent like that, it brings me back to like going there and shopping Absolutely. as a child. So it's really wild. I wonder, do you know if they're still doing that these days? They're still doing that, but I have to say that was a, a very impressive and and successful marketing yeah. uh, exercise doing that. And I remember at that time I was living in Paris mm -hmm. and there was only one store and everyone was crazy about it. There was like a line, oh, a wow. huge line to get in store, but you and it was on the Champs-Élysées and you mm -hmm. can smell the store from the beginning <laughs> of the Champs, from the beginning of the street. That was crazy. That was crazy, but yeah. Um, that's a and, long and this fragrance, it is a long street. Yeah. And this fragrance has been such a success. You can even now smell it in other applications with other brands. They, they have been taking inspiration from that fragrance and creating kind of new scents. Um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, very, very interesting one for sure. Wait, I love that, that we have that in common of understanding the power of that scent and how strong it was in the first place too. But okay, so you mentioned Paris and we've talked about France a little bit. So tell me a little bit more about you growing up and how that led you down this career journey. And you can just say whatever comes to mind with all of this. Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth, and helping highly anxious patients? Peach Dental is a family-owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's The Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in the south of France, so the opposite of Paris, um, by by the sea, by the Mediterranean Sea, and not too far from lavender, not too far from mimosa flowers. So I guess somehow I was already linked to the fragrance industry, right? Yes. Um, like predestined. But, yeah, right? Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, uh, that's my father who guided me through that um in that direction uh, mm -hmm. because i was not sure of where i wanted to head and i have to say it's it's difficult to um you know to pick your path when you're young and you're not sure mm -hmm. um so one day he talked about fragrance to me and he was like you know you're always smelling things always mentioning scents you should look to work in that industry and that's how this whole story started Wow. So then I found out about the Isitka School, which is the perfumery school in Paris. And that's how I ended up there and joined the fragrance industry. Is that school also in the south of France or like, I didn't even know about this school until I read a little bit more about you. I, I would love to hear more about that experience. No, that's a, so that's a um, school that's only in Paris. It's in Versailles, okay. exactly. So near Paris. Okay. Um, and that was created by Guerlain. So it's like an old uh, perfumery school. Um, and that was the only one by the time. Now you have some other private schools that are offering kind of same um, uh, training. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was my reason of moving from the south to, to the north of France and wow. going to Paris. Wow. And then how long after you studied or what happened after you studied there? and learned and got your degree and everything where where did you go from there so i was lucky enough to um meet sozio and okay. um uh, started as an intern so because this company is a you know middle-sized company um i was able to meet people um through different departments so understanding what a perfumer is what an evaluator is what are the different functions that are working together to create fragrances um and then from there i was you know um it helped me to decide where i wanted to to head and um and i i choose to go to the marketing uh take the marketing direction mm -hmm. so um yeah i i i did a, mar a master degree in uh, in marketing in order yeah. to complete the 
the fragrance uh, skills I I got at the Ezipka school, and then and then yeah, from there I was able to grow uh, within the company and uh, and move to the U.S. about seven years ago now. It's uh, it's gonna be my seventh year um, this this year, 2024. Wow. Well, that's a that's a big feat. So congrats on lucky number seven. <laughs> that's <you>. amazing. <laughs> but that's also so interesting that your um, schooling kind of led you to marketing, having to get a subsequent degree after that and to be prepared to be in this position as the director of marketing at Sozio because, I, you know, you could have gone the other route, right? Like you could have gone into more of like research, you could have gone into um, development of sense, right? Did a lot of your colleagues and peers go in those directions or how did that go? Yeah, you have you have different metiers within the fragrance industry that I was not necessarily aware before, you know, joining the industry and learning about the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think naively at first, I wanted to be a perfumer, a creator of scents. So, yes. um, but then when I met my coworkers, I realized it was not what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I had this like crafty, you know, um, crafty way of working in mind. Like, I don't know if you've seen or read uh, Le Parfum. So I think it's the same uh, title probably in English as okay. well. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it's not like that. So yeah. uh, then I... <laughs> Yeah, so then I realized that I needed this like creative part uh, in my work. So mm -hmm. that's why I decided to to do some marketing. Um, you know, in that in that uh, field, you're looking at trends, you're looking at information brands, and you're compiling information and creating new concepts, new ideas, forecasting trends. So it's it's where it gets very exciting. Um, to kind kind of combine you know those different elements with then the fragrance itself. Yeah, I it's so funny because I would be under that misconception too that creating the sense would be the creative part, but really that's more of like the scientific and very um what's the term? Like very specific and very um you have to just it's a very intense world, I think, more than marketing you really can inspire people's thoughts about fragrance and the mood boards and really putting together what's happening in the world and how that's influencing what people are drawn to. So I definitely can understand that that's a completely different path, but your understand your foundational understanding and schooling can help you be just the best at the job of marketing in fragrance. I hope so. <laughs> definitely. definitely. I hope so. <laughs> Um, but I yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong, you have you have perfumers that are very creative, um, mm -hmm. but I, it's more the way of working, like, it's very, you know, working in front of a laptop with like molecules and ingredients. Um, yes. I thought it was going to be more crafty. And, and that's not the way it is right now because of yeah. the, the size of the industry and, um, and the projects we're working on. Yeah, I can relate because I studied dietetics in college and I just was thinking, oh, I'm studying food. That's so exciting. I want to just cook and do labs. And I did not realize the intensity of science classes that I had to take and all of the organic chemistry and microbiology. And I realized that 
that layer of food <laughs> industry was not as appealing to me as the marketing part of it. So I can definitely relate that, you know, it, it helps bring that foundational understanding, but it's like, you kind of get a sense of, I, I've been in the lab enough. I, I got it. I'm not trying to <laughs> just steal yeah. things anymore. Yeah. So I definitely can understand that path. But, um, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier, is there a scent that you're super drawn to right now? Do you, are you a scent loyalist or do you go by your own mood to evoke a certain thing? Um, so I, I do love uh, smelling, smelling new things, discovering new scents. Um, but for me, I have a hard time since I'm in the industry to wear very opulent and um, strong fragrances. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I think it's also because um, you're not you're not supposed to wear scent when you work in that industry because yes. then when we're gonna be smelling fragrances for specific projects, you don't want to bother people with your own smell or you yes. don't want to be bothered by your own smell. So um, that's one of the rules you, you learn um, at the very early stage. Um, you don't wear fragrance around. It's like know, tampering your palate. <laughs> yeah, it's tampering your nose. So, and then you become so sensitive to fragrance, it's also difficult to wear fragrances at sometimes. Um, but I have, I have, um, you know, a big, um, uh, my my favorite, I would say, are probably those citruses, cologne, like orange blossom, neroli type of scent that I do love. Yeah, that freshness, that brightness, the aromatics. I, I like that. Um, okay, just wondering, didn't know if you had a preference on that, because it's just for me too. And I think with smelling and tasting, I mean, they're interconnected, our senses there, but because I taste so strongly, I, I think I'm a super taster. I can taste everything. So my nose works overdrive with everything too. I was recently in a car with one of my friends and I just immediately got a headache because she was wearing way too much. And it's just, much. but maybe she wasn't wearing too much. Maybe the scent was just strong and she put on a little bit and it just a little went a long way, but it's, it's a sensitivity, but it's also, um, you're just, you're aware you have an awareness because of it too absolutely yeah. you're paying attention to the sense you're using right so yeah uh, some of them are so obvious for us like you know when you're looking at things touching touching things but the nose and the, the taste that's true that only if you pay attention to it then you're gonna mm. see that you can smell different things or you can taste different things yeah definitely well and with Sozio in your job there and you're pretty much and correct me if I'm wrong the trends that you're forecasting they're more general um trends of the moment of you know personal care or laundered care or whatever like you're you're saying this is what consumers are drawn to across the board um, against like several different industries and stuff or or how do you diagnose those trends is it a separate industry thing is it general or is it specific to each one so yeah it depends <clears throat> you have trends that are very what we call umbrella or global trends that are impacting every single industry so every single category as well uh, and you have trends that are specific to a category 
Um, so when, when we look ahead, we usually take those global umbrella trends and look at how it's impacting different markets or how it's going to impact markets. And then when we look into a category specifically, that's mm -hmm. where we can see specific trends within that market. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Just kind of going broad and then breaking it down into all of the different subcategories for it to make sense for that. Because at Sozio, I think, like I said earlier, you're in you're in literally every industry that fragrance exists in, right? Or where do you focus your time and energies? Uh, no, that's so true. So we're working on anything that is scented. Okay. So any product where you have a scent, you have a fragrance house as Sozio behind to create mm -hmm. the scent that goes in that specific application, specific product. Um, so you mentioned couple the you know all the personal care and whether it's your shampoo, shower gel, hand cream maybe, or you know any of your skincare products. Uh, it could be any home fragrance, the candles, a diffuser, uh, any of the cleaning products, anything where you smell something, there is a scent in the product, and then the fragrance house behind. Uh, funny story, one of the applications I was the most surprised in, and I love telling that story to my mm -hmm. to, to customers even. When I joined the team in the US, one of our customers was making scented bowling ball. That was oh that was the first time I've heard of it. <laughs> I've never heard of it either. Was it a big bowling group or was it a I think the name was four? Um, okay. So yeah, I think it's very, very good players. We're buying those uh, bowling balls. That was expensive to me. I mean, I have no uh, knowledge on bowling balls, but uh, yeah, that was that was very interesting. I wonder. Okay, this this is how I could think that through. One is that like where you place your fingers in the bowling ball, maybe that needed a better scent. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's what helps. I don't know if you can sweat sweat there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a category I never anticipated to need a scent, but right. every place, every corner there of the is world, one. there is one. Okay. Um, oh, go ahead. I was gonna add, I was gonna add um, you know the smell of a new car when you buy oh. a new car. That's not the smell of the new car. It's a, a created added scent to the car that creates this smell of new cars that everyone knows and everyone thinks that's the new car smell but it's a fragrance wow MythBuster right here <laughs> if you didn't know now you know that is not a, a that is an added scent to your new car okay well i might and, and you get... know that some some stores even like um thinking of like some bakeries or mm -hmm. um they they do use fragrances too to diffuse near their store or near their boutiques to you know make people smell them, them and you know yeah absolutely not just abercrombie lots of others you know yeah <laughs> i know it really it gets people in that's hey it's strategic it's psychological and it uses the marketing brain too so it's it's checking every box there well i think now we need to get into like the nitty-gritty of everything we need to know for 2024 the ins and outs and the fragrance forecast for this year. So you've talked about, you're taking these global trends and then you're breaking it down really by industry and by influence and all of that. So um, 
what are some of those other subcategories that are influencing these trends? Like I think, you know, fashion and um, things so like that. So probably the biggest, yeah, the biggest one is food, food and okay. beverages. Um, so we always look at what's going on there. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, fashion for sure, uh, also travel where people yes. are gonna travel, what other, you know, ingredients, cultures, things they're gonna discover that's gonna be on the radar of everyone. Um, social media, I don't think yeah. anyone can do without them anymore. Uh, so yeah. TikTok is the platform where we look at new things going on and trying to keep up, which is not easy, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's that's probably one of the big, biggest one. And then even home decor. Um, mm -hmm which is also linked to fashion somehow is, you know, those different fabrics, different patterns uh, that can also influence our industry. That's so cool. So you really do have to study like food trends going into the year. What are those standout trends that you're sharing with the company this year? So there are a couple of them. Um, but I would say probably one of the biggest one that is not new, but still an ongoing and strong one is the wellness. Um, mm. So we've seen wellness starting probably uh, booming during COVID. And um, since then, it's it's just a huge topic. Uh, so we, we have seen an evolution from, you know, mind, body to soul, uh, different type of ingredients. Uh, we've seen a lot of those um, essential oil which are also, you know, uh, linked to these emotionals and functional aspects of a fragrance. Mm -hmm. um, all those adaptogens that I'm sure you've seen in the food as well. Um, yes. So in the fragrance, it's more like call out, not necessarily an ingredient that is in the fragrance itself. Okay. Uh, but that's, that's, that's a big one, like how fragrance, you know, beside bringing the scent portion, the pleasant scent portion of, um, mm -hmm. you know, what the fragrance do, uh, what, is, what other functions the fragrance can bring in. Um, yes. And again, bringing these emotions or uh, some else or wellness elements. Definitely. And I think with wellness too, now that you mention it, it's like when I am smelling something that has notes of eucalyptus or something, for example, and that's part of that wellness category. And I smell that when I go into a spa or I go into a yoga studio and that brings me a sense of calm. So it affects me emotionally and psychologically in that way. And in this, you know, we talked about this being a very fast paced world that we're living in, especially in the marketing industry. And you're trying to create that moment of calm in a personal way or in your home then that's what you're going to be drawn to in your scent. Absolutely. That's, that's very true. Yeah. I, and I would imagine, well, you tell me, this is just me hypothesizing my way through this conversation, but it's like, I would imagine with people um, paying more attention to mental health and um, taking, you know, wellness at home and all of that, that that category probably will not just be a trend, but will be a consistent, uh, like, incline forever because everybody's yeah. paying attention i don't I, I i agree i don't think it's gonna go away anytime mm -hmm. soon i think that's something that's gonna just be a staple like yeah. people are gonna you know have a wellness routine and have wellness into their everyday so yeah I, I i agree with that absolutely and doesn't um 
your your trend reporting doesn't it have to do with like color and stuff like that so like when we're talking about wellness what kind of colors does that inspire in your um with your reporting and forecasting yeah of course colors are also linked with you know our trends and fragrances um so you can um see different fragrances or smell different fragrances through yeah. different colors um so with wellness um there is of course this pantone of the year the peach fuzz that is this okay. um soft orange pink sorry uh tones um so that give that you know wellness element it's supposed to be this like velvety you know uh, nuance and feel mm -hmm. um so all those more pastel and softer colors also a lot of like green because of you know those ingredients those aromatic ingredients or herbs that are linked to the wellness industry mm -hmm. um the nude or the terracotta more earthy tones as well that's something we've seen a lot uh we've seen some ingredients um uh, veggie ingredients incorporated to uh, fragrances as well so even mm. as crazy as cauliflower um, oh wow so yeah <laughs> after after making its way to you know those these healthy snack yeah right cauliflower the, the pizza cauliflower. crust yeah exactly now it's even in fragrance so yeah things like that are very very interesting and bring this like green color palette to life or those earthy tones as well wow who would have thunk it who would have known that cauliflower <laughs> is in your maybe candle maybe your diffuser like plant-based is really taking over with all of that yeah and, and even when you think like mushrooms right now it's yes. all about again those adaptogen and mushrooms the so same it's still difficult to talk about mushrooms in fragrance because it doesn't necessarily smell good but we we start seeing some call outs here and there and again these like earthy tones can be linked to earthy nuances in terms of fragrances which is not you know direct straightforward dirt scents yes. but kind of like earthiness like wet humid element to the fragrance yes, yes like musky kind of or uh or maybe not musky musky is probably the wrong term for that i need to go to school for this to know my um <laughs> my my terminology for it but more of just that freshness that i guess exactly yeah. fresh fresh humid a little bit of like aromaticness maybe with it or green elements so it, it well, gives a very natural feel yeah that natural feel it's so funny because when i was in my food labs and dietetics um i would have to we had terminology that we had to learn about uh texture and flavor that we would uh, put in our rubrics when we were tasting things and i'm sure there was some overlap in the fragrance industry too but also i just didn't i don't have the specific vocabulary like you do for all of the terms around the sense but yeah and the, the fragrance industry has specific terminology for sure uh but funny enough a lot of our ingredients are also used in flavors so absolutely <laughs> yeah there it's a venn diagram there's a little bit of both involved um which is really wild something i did notice too when i was looking at scents and terminology that i didn't understand what what does it mean with this lingo of fragrances of top middle base and then i think you kind of overviewed call outs which are just i guess from my understanding on the label it's talking about you know um this eucalyptus or mushroom or you know 
whatever the scent is is on there but yeah tell me a little more about top middle base and call outs because i don't think the yeah. average person knows we're getting into the technical elements here yeah. that's great um yeah so we um we uh, talk about olfactive pyramid so that's kind of how a fragrance is designed mm -hmm. um and that's where you find the top middle and base notes so the top notes are usually the volatile notes so what you smell first uh usually fresh fresh elements so it could be citrus could be fresh watery accords uh even maybe some fresh spices and then in the middle notes you have um what is the main character of the fragrance so usually florals fruities um some of the spices can be here as well and then the base notes are uh, the heavier notes um so that's what gives the long lastingness of a scent um so it could be all the woods the amber notes some of the vanilla the gourmand nuances um the resins uh, are more in that mm. um base notes so it's it's 100 percent true when you smell a perfume so if you spray a perfume on your skin you're gonna have mm. this uh, evolution of the scent you're gonna smell first some notes and then you're gonna see the main character of the fragrance and then after a couple hours you're gonna maybe see some differences because you're gonna smell the base notes. So that's the best way of evaluating smelling a, a perfume is keeping it for a couple hours on your skin to make sure you like it because you might like the first top notes and then when it changes, you're like, oh, not my thing anymore. Um, so that is very true for fine fragrance for perfumes. When it comes to a candle or to a uh, hand cream, maybe it's not mm -hmm. as true. Um, but you still have those top middle base notes um, when the perfumer uh, has created the fragrance. Yeah, that's something I never thought about when you're making that decision that before you buy, let it sit for a little bit, do that tester and and try it for your day before you decide if that is the scent for you. If you like it or not, yeah. And when we talk about call outs, um, it's, it's not necessarily, uh, what's in the formula of the fragrance. So you talked about eucalyptus, for instance. So mm -hmm. that's an essential oil that can be used by our perfumer in a formula. Mm -hmm. But maybe if we mention, um, yeah, a reishi mushroom, that's not, yeah. there is no essential oil of reishi mushroom, but the way right. the fragrance has been created, give a feel of, you know, mushroom elements with the earthiness with maybe some woodiness the arom aromatic elements we wanted to bring that to life so those call outs are more provided to consumers for to get a sense of what the the scent is um to to kind of smell without smelling uh, especially now with online um you know the online buying the the e-commerce mm -hmm. You, you have to help consumers to understand what that's gonna smell like, what your product is gonna smell like. So a lot of brands are now, you know, trying to explain the scent either with like some storytelling that gives an idea of like places or, um, you know, what the, what the fragrance smells like and then call outs very, you know, uh, gives them some other information about what to expect. That's, yeah, that's really interesting because you would think, or I would think, I don't know if this is correct, but I would think with the call outs, if there were any like labeling restrictions on what you could say in a call out, if the ingredient isn't 
included in your um in your actual base fragrance or in your fragrance in general so that's that's interesting but it's really just trying to evoke to the consumer this is the feel that you're getting and it and it makes so much sense with so much of sales being done online that it has to be accurate and that's really important to describe it accurately so consumers know what they're getting into when they order online and they're not sending it back absolutely and yeah having a fragrance online is not easy yeah. <laughs> it's something you want to smell you want to try right it, it's again it's like food yes if you order something you want to make sure you're gonna like it absolutely well and just in your forecasting do you report in those words that the developers of the sense should be using or like with um people that are buying sozio fragrances should are you advising them on use these types of um describe or descriptors or adjectives in order Absolutely. to sell your yeah. yeah okay yeah when you when we uh, provide our trend reports um so again we do it either on a global um base like global mm -hmm. trends and then yeah we recommend fragrances with you know those profile the what you mentioned the top middle base notes some of those call outs uh, and names because even you know the name of your fragrance is also important as well oh yes because that makes people feel attached or not if that's an, like a weird name or it just doesn't roll off the tongue or if you feel aligned to it if i saw something that was very food oriented or if it was like something about April because my birthday's in April or Aries or astrological or something, I would be more drawn to purchasing that because it feels personalized, I guess. Yeah, and, and something that we have to keep in mind, people see first, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. once you, if that if that is uh, cutting your attention, then you're gonna maybe smell, maybe, you know, take a little bit more time to consider that product before buying. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, the first thing is people are seeing. Yes, so definitely. And when candles cause controversy, like the infamous goop candle or something like that, <laughs> you know, it, it creates a buzz. And that's, and no, that's, yeah, that's another way of, you know, doing business too, is mm -hmm. catching attention. So, uh, and I think that's also another trend, like we talk about nostalgia, but, you know, people are looking for things that are fun, that are easy, that, that brings, you know, joy and happiness. Um, so we've seen a lot of that, like whether it's through the fragrance itself, but also through name or doing those, you know, fun, positive uh, messaging. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that I agree. I think that that's a really cool trend. And I guess is are there any trends that those seem to be across, um, you know, any gender or any demographic? That's just the general trend reporting. Are there any more that are like, um wow this is really out right now or this is really in because i think of like the volcano scent candle that to me was very 2015. <laughs> they still use it in anthropology and stuff but it's not really for me anymore is that still just a consistently prominent scent or is that yeah you have scent? you have fragrances that are gonna stay forever uh, yeah. You mentioned the Abercrombie, uh, so even yeah. though it's not through that brand anymore, you're going to still smell that scent. Uh, Volcano, same story, like now mm -hmm. it's, it has become a staple, so you're going to keep smelling it. Um, so 
So I don't know if you've heard of also the buzz around Baccarat Rouge. That's another one mm -hmm. that yes. is not going to go away. It's, it's becoming a staple. So uh, it's here to stay. Uh, what we see is like new, so either new ingredients or ingredients that are coming back. Um, and again, linked probably to this nostalgia trend, mm -hmm. uh, you know, vanilla is like buzzing yes. everywhere. We see new launches every day uh, mentioning vanilla. Patchouli is also back from the 60s uh, yes. that we see everywhere. And it used to be this ingredient where people were like, oh, I don't like patchouli. I don't want to smell patchouli. But now... Yes. Talk about, talk to the Gen Z, they're going to like patchouli. So <laughs> yes. heavy, heavy florals are other, you know, fragrance profiles that I am surprised by because to me, it's kind of old lady in a sense, but, really? um, you know, the, the young generation like it. So it's kind of exploring old fragrances uh, again and offering some sort of, you know, modern twist on it. What's old is new again. Very interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and you know where to go for that because TikTok and Gen Z is really just driving that message home. So I see that and it's cracking me up still of just like all of the early or early 2000s stuff that's come back and some of the stuff that I'm like that it was the ugliest bag or the ugliest <laughs> shirt that ever was designed in the history of the world, but now it's back. So um, I, I do align with a lot of Gen Z stuff, but there are a couple things like a sequin purse that I just, I don't think so. Like, you know, the big droopy ones that go over your shoulder. It's Oh, yes. <laughs> they love them. Well, I think that's so interesting. Julie, I could, I really could grill you all day. I don't want to make you feel like you're on the hot seat forever because you have so <laughs> I didn't realize knowledge. it was already, yeah, 40 minutes together. Wow. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I could... This, I just find it fascinating. And I think you have such a depth of knowledge from studying this for so many years. And that I think really that this was predestined to be your career, like with the lavender fields nearby and for this to be something that was just drawn to you at such an early age for your dad to mention it. That's, I just think it's really cool. And I love how you're expressing it in the world of marketing. So I just appreciate you and your time and expertise so much. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was great. And I, I can keep going and going. So that's that, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> there I is a lot too. of trends and a lot of things about fragrances. So yeah, it's always a pleasure to share um, uh, with, you know, people who are very interested in that in that world. Yes. Well, and it's, it's funny, because I don't want to I don't want to make you overshare when I have all these ideas coming around. So I think, you know what, if there is the next time you put out a trend report or something and you have some more ideas and advice on this, we can definitely have you back on and share some more trends. But if there's any other last um, trends that you want to share or any other things that you want to plug, now is your time. So I was... I'm I, I'm just gonna say that you know fragrance is meant to be enjoyed. So as long as you like you like what you smell, mm -hmm. whatever product you're using, whatever brand you're using, keep doing it. It's all yes. about you know feeling good. So there is no rules. Yes. Okay. No rules in the world of fragrance. You don't have to do it a specific way. You don't have to follow the trends in order to express yourself authentically. But there are some guiding trends that you could just be aware of to make your decisions. So I like that. I think that is a great note to end on. Um, well, Julie, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I am so excited Thank you, for Sky. this. Thank you. All right. Well, um, everybody, you can find Julie at Sozio. Julie, do you have any social media or anything that you want to plug for anybody listening to be able to connect with you? Yeah, so we do have a website, uh, jesozio.com. And then on LinkedIn, you can also uh, find us and find me. So yeah, if you want to know more or, you know, are interested in anything, don't hesitate to connect. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you again. I'm so excited about this. And I'm going to go get my patchouli and find a cauliflower candle <laughs> somewhere nearby because it's time to upgrade my 2024 scent. Database. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.